Thank you so much. It's, it's an honor to be here with you and be able to speak to you about some of what has, uh, God has been doing in our lives, through our lives, in, in our country. I say our country because after so many years, that's where home is. Um, so we kind of are looking forward to going back uh, home and see our people. Um, I know they are watching, so please know that we miss you and longing to see you again. Um, it's really hard to follow this, uh, this wonderful praise time that we had today. I feel like we already worshipped and just about can go home. Uh, but bear with me, I have a message for you that I believe God put in my heart, so I pray that will bless you as well. Uh, my name is Milton Magalhães, and I know that's very hard. I wish I was a smith, because I love Ke- I, I love Cliff so much, and Kathy, and it's so much easier to say Smith. So just be free to call me Milton Smith. <laughs> they, they can adopted me, I think. I hope so. Um, we've been there since 1996. The Lord has been good to us. Um, and Cliff is very sweet and kind, uh, saying what he said. But he saw the Lord doing what he has done in Lithuania. Uh, we are very pleased to, to see two churches on the ground and hopefully many more to come. And the, the, the Spirit of God is truly moving in our lives and in our, in, uh, among our people. Uh, Lithuanians are thirsty and hungry for the gospel, and I praise the Lord for that, that the country that he sent us is truly receptive to what God wants them um, to see and, and be part of. So we uh, covet your prayers as well as we go back and continue to preach the gospel with these wonderful musicians that you had on the stage this morning. Uh, they are a great part of what we do there, and some that are even sitting among you, we are excited. My wife, Laura, is here with me, and I praise God for her, uh, for these 31 years of life together that we have had, and um, who is a great companion and, and a great servant of the Lord as well. Um, today, I want to speak to you on, on, on the theme, spiritual warfare, because we have seen a lot of it, uh, wherever we go, uh, and it's very real, uh, and if you pay attention to the screen, I would like to start with uh, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, that says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. The tempter came to him and, and, and um, Jesus answered, It is written, Men shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. If you are the Son of God, he said, Throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift him. It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. The next verses read, Jesus answered him and said, if you, I'm sorry, Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I'll give it you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. 
Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. You see, the devil is not afraid even of coming before Jesus and trying uh, to tempt him. And um, as we go in life, and as I have seen in my own life overseas, is that persecutions, temptations will come very often into your life when you trying to do God's work and follow him. We have been there for many, many years, and we left with one baby, and then we had an, a son over there as well. And the Lord, from the very beginning, uh, made us know that he was truly with us. That he, and he was going to be with us. Because the one who called us there was, gonna, was equipping us with his grace and his Holy Spirit to m- m- first be ministered to us so that we could be ministered to others. It was very hard in the beginning. But the Lithuanian people took us in and, and made us part of their family. And we are very thankful. And we're always going to be thankful for them uh, for that. And... Um, but it was also on the field that as we, I remember one day looking out my window, it was wintertime. We arrived there in, in January 1996, and it was very cold. The temperatures were below zero and, and a lot of snow. And I look out the window and talking to with my Lord, I said, God, where do you start? Where do I start? And as if God was speaking into my heart, he said to me, one person at a time. And that's how it was. And that's how we started. We, God was uh, enabled us to establish the first church in Shiluten. And now the church is uh, functioning, self-financed, and, and they have a pastor. And, and it's a beautiful work there. And we are happy for that. We moved to, to Venus. And in Venus, too, we had a lot of uh, uh, persecution in the city from different, few, uh, different sides. And, and I won't get into those details here with you. But... Uh, uh, trust me, it was really hard in a country where we are mostly known as a cult, a sect, where people don't really easily trust foreigners when they first come in. Uh, it was really hard. It was also in Lithuania that with our children growing up, and uh, they got sick at times, and, and both we, we came very close to, to losing both of our children uh, to different diseases, and and, uh, and I remember a, a time in particular that this was truly a spiritual warfare was attacking my daughter. And she was very sick in the hospital. And they wouldn't allow us to see her. And I remember me and Laura just standing in the hallway praying together. Knowing that I was kind of feeling sorry about the situation. And, and, and like throwing a pity party because I couldn't see my daughter and, and and we did not know what was happening. She was in ICU. And, um, and I, I was telling God, nobody's here to comfort us. Nobody's here to pray with us. And God reminded me that his angels were around us taking care of us. So yes, spiritual warfare happens everywhere. It happens here, I'm sure. You have experienced in First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says this. Um, could you put First Peter 5.8 on the screen? Be alert and of sober mind. 
Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Be alert and sober. Spiritual warfare in, in, uh, uh, happens to everyone, every Christian. Many are fallen, and deal, in dealing with these attacks, the devil, the, the devil is throwing at us, and they don't know why sometimes. Ephesians chapter 10, uh, chapter 6, verse 10 says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We are in a war in this world, fighting for the lost souls of this world, with the gospel that can truly set them free. One of the reasons Christians in general are losing the battle is because they don't seem to realize how real the devil is. First Peter 5, 8, that we just read, says that we have an enemy, and the enemy is the devil. He is real. He is an enemy who wants to separate us from God, to keep us from knowing God's will for our lives. And he wants to divide and destroy the body of Christ on earth, the church. The enemy's strategy is to defeat us. That's the first point I want to talk with you. People say they don't believe there is a devil. The Bible says that only fools say that. That's exactly what the devil wants you, I, people to say. And he will come as close to you and do with you as he pleases. What he wants is for you to get angry at God. Go away from him and leave the body of Christ. But in order for the devil to do that, you and I have to allow him into our lives to do that. Romans chapter 8 Verses 8 through 9 says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. That's what we needed to remember. Life lived in the flesh leads to death. But life lived by the Spirit of God leads to abundant life. And that life, it is shown to us in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8 verse 13 says this. Could you put Romans eight thirteen? For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live and live an abundant life. The devil's work starts in the mind, in our minds. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 8 says this, Do not be anxious about anything. 
But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, think of those things. When we dwell in the things of the devil, the flesh works in direct opposition to God's good and perfect will. A mind that is controlled by the devil is not controlled by God. The Spirit of God is in us. Call us to obedience to God. But the devil in this world calls us to disobey God. Those who don't have the Spirit of God don't belong to him. He, the devil, is a liar and the source of all lies. John 8, 44, verses part B. Jesus tells the Jewish audience that the devil is, and quote, full of nothing but lies. Lying is, is his native tongue. He also says that he, the devil, is a master of deception and the father of all lies. You see, our mind is a battlefield. From the time you wake up, the time you go to bed, the devil fights for time in your head to tell you lies and make you disobey God. John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32 says... This, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Free. Freedom is what God intends for us believers to have. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 part A says, For the minds have been blinded by the God of this age, Leaving them in unbelief. Satan is a liar and the source of all lies, according to the Bible. We live in a society of lies where we see adultery, crime, immorality, killing of babies born and unborn. Men changing their way of life, doing what is contrary to God's law. And the list can go on and on and on. That's how Satan has deceived this world. Satan is very alive. The child of God must live by the Spirit of God to avoid the attacks of the devil. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 9 says this, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Though these have been, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the the corruption in the world caused by the evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort effort to add to to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and, persev- and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. God is love. And Satan is trying to destroy that. Satan slides to you saying, just do it. There are no consequences. But that is not the truth. The truth. We are not perfect, but the Spirit of God who lives in us is. 
and we will listen to him as the people of God. This is how the devil works to destroy you. One, he directs our attention to our lusts and our desires. Adam and Eve had everything they needed. But the one thing they were told to leave alone, that was what they desired. So the devil pointed them to their desire and lust for more. You needed to concentrate on the blessings of God. The devil points to the things you don't have to get you off base. There will, there, there will you have nothing if you follow that direction. Second, Satan chooses the right time to tempt you. He comes into your life when you are hungry, angry, or both. We saw that in the first text that we read. Satan testing, trying to, thinking that he could test our Lord Jesus three times. He was hungry, he was thirsty, he was alone. The Spirit of God was there with him, uh, helping him. At that moment, Satan thought, okay, I'm going to do this and I am going to conquer this man. I am going to make him do what I want. One thing the devil forgot at that moment was that he was talking to the one who created everything in this world. Even food, even palaces, even kingdoms. He forgot that the one he was tempting was the son of God. The one who wrote the very words that he was directing at him. Except that our Lord Jesus Christ knew the entire text. Not just half of it. Not just half of it. Satan chooses the right time. He comes into your life when he sees that you are weak. So be in prayer at all times. He creates, and third, he creates doubt in our minds. The devil will attack us in the areas of our lives where we are weak. He knows our weaknesses and he creates doubt in our minds. But, brothers and sisters, we can trust Jesus for In him, all promises are yes to those who believe. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18 says, So it is impossible for God to lie. For we know that his promise and his vow will never change. God, the creator of this world, the one we serve, is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And we can trust in him. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 20 says, For all of God's promise find their yes of fulfillment in Him, in Jesus. And as His yes and our amen are sent to God, we bring Him glory. We believe in the Word of God. So let us keep believing and not allow Satan to bring any doubt into our hearts. Some people say, Some places in the Bible are not relevant or no longer applicable today. That is the devil trying to put doubts in our hearts. And my second point, the devil likes to occupy your time debating other than other things other than God's word. He's not interested in evangelism or seeing people coming to salvation in Christ. On the contrary, he wants people to be as far away from God as possible. He tried that with Jesus. And Jesus redirected him back to the scriptures. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11 that we read in the beginning, we saw exactly that. 
The devil wants to confuse your mind and make you doubt and stop believing. Many people have fallen, fallen into that trap. When faced with temptation, direct your attention to the scriptures. You see how fast the devil will run away from you. And third, the devil is a thief and who wants to destroy the church. John 10 verse 10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. A thief has one and only one thing in mind. And that's what he is. He wants to steal, slaughter and destroy us. But the Lord Jesus says, I have come to give you everything in abundance more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. The devil is a, a deceiver. He speaks half-truths and, half, and, and lies and tries to divide the body of Christ. He tries to keep people from knowing the truth in Christ and being saved. There is a war going on for your life, even right now. Christ is calling you to salvation, but the devil is, wants you to perish. John 3, 16, it is very clear about that, that he is, God is working to save people. But there is a way also that leads to destruction. The Bible says that God so loved this world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believeth in him should never perish but have everlasting life. We see a lot of ungodly movements going on all over this world that entice people into debating old lies and false teachings nicely packed to fit the desire of people who are not rooted in the word of God. Debate leads to more debate and doubt leads to disregard the word of God and eventually it hurts. It hurts the body of God and causes many to depart from the promise of God. And to conclude, this that we hold dear to our heart is the word of God. It's enough for us. Let's continue to obey, to listen, to follow the word of God and the precepts that are in this book and lead others to salvation in Christ Jesus that is revealed in this love letter from God to me, to you, and to everyone who comes to him. The Bible is very clear that God's desire is to save this world. Not just a few, but everyone who listens and in response Give their hearts to Christ. I believe in this word. It is like this. Either you do or you don't. The, the word of God. Inspired by him. From beginning to end. Without error. With the good news of Jesus Christ to us all. If people who are. Margin Christians or cultural Christians or seasoned like they have in this world or universal seasoned past Christians. These people, the devil will come into your, in their lives and they, he will tempt them. And, they, and these people have no chance with, in, when they face him. Satan wants your unbelief. 
God wants you to believe. He wants, the devil wants to confuse you and cause you to doubt the death and resurrection of God's only son, Jesus Christ. In next chapter 2, verse 38, it's, it's a great summation uh, of all that we have been talking about today. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Salvation is offered to us all in Christ Jesus. Yes, life on the field has been quite challenging. But I am here to tell you that I praise God Almighty that we have lost count of the many who have come and have given their hearts to him and have been transformed. And I do pray that God will continue to do his good work here at Tomoka Christian Church and in our neighborhood, in this region, in this state, and in our country. And that God will also do the same thing in Venus, in Lithuania, and in all Europe. Amen. Because he is powerful. He is the same. He is our God. We will go forward trusting that his word is the real thing. As as Satan can take note, we come after the lost in the name of Jesus. And Jesus, we pray, save the lost in our country and all over the world. May the Lord be glorified. May the Lord bless you today. And if you have, if you came here today without Christ, I pray that today you make a decision to say, God, I want you in my heart. I want you in my life. Change me. Come into my heart and change me. If you are already a believer, I pray that you leave this place strengthened. Knowing that Jesus Christ is in you without a shadow of a doubt. That he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And that he will lead you onto great pasture. Share the gospel. Let's serve him faithful. I would like to pray with you at this moment. And then I would like to show you a video that we made to present to you. A beautiful country uh, of Lithuania and the work that is going on there. I really thank you for your prayers for our country. I really want to say thank you to Brother Joe. He's here, intimidating me a little bit. (laughs) And, um, you know, Joe has a special place in my heart because there was a time in my life that I was being uh, facing a lot of challenge. And I came here and I sat in his office. And he listened and cried with me and prayed with me. And I'll always be in that to you, Brother Joe, for that. And to you. May the Lord be glorified. Let's pray. Father, we come before you just humble because of your greatness in this place. And we pray, Father, that you bless each and every one here today. And that you, Father, continue to grow your church. Bless, Father, show the way so that we can show you to the lost.
Father, we thank you so much for salvation cross that you have given us. For the, we praise you, Father, for the transformation in our own lives. And we, we want to show the world what you can do and who you are. So, Father, be with us as we continue this worship service. And we say, blessed be the name of Jesus. Be glorified, Lord, in our hearts, in this church, and in our country. For all these things, Lord, we thank you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.